You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to you all. Plenty to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Uh, A lot to talk about with regards to BYU and the upgrades going on at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll touch on that. We'll also talk some BYU basketball. Obviously, the Cougars combing the transfer portal for guys they think can have an impact on the BYU men's basketball program. We'll examine that. And we'll also catch you up on everything to know about with regards to other BYU programs in action this weekend in our final block of the podcast. So plenty to get to here on a Friday. Let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 9th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU sports. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. And yes, yesterday's podcast was a little bit off the beaten track. Some of you messaged me about it and said, Jake, what in the world's going on here? Talking about the Masters on a BYU podcast. I get it. We tried something new on the network and... Apparently, it was received, I guess, okay. The download numbers say it was a fairly average episode in terms of overall downloads, but some of the messages I got, maybe we will try something new uh, in another vein, in another format. Maybe Locked On Golf needs to start here on the Locked On Podcast Network at some point. But nonetheless, figure we try something fun, and I I truly do appreciate all of your guys' feedback. It truly makes my day when I hear from you guys. We're going to get to our follow Friday today. Shout out one of you who have left your messages, your comments on Apple Podcasts. We are looking for your five-star reviews. They make our world go round in this sphere. We need those reviews because it helps uh, both BYU fans find us and us find BYU fans. And it just It's very important. The lifeblood of a podcast is your guys' interactions, especially on the podcast providers like Apple, that you guys leave the five-star ratings, the comments, all that stuff. So your guys' support is invaluable. I appreciate the feedback sincerely. And yes, we tried something new on the podcast network with that Masters preview. Hopefully those of you that are golf fans did enjoy it. But yes, I probably in going forward would opt to maybe do something in a different format with that. But you know what? That's what we do. We try new things and see if they stick, throw them against the wall. And apparently this one up and down with the response to it. But nonetheless, plenty to catch up to on a, here on a Friday. Didn't get, get a chance to talk about this on yesterday's podcast, obviously. But we do need to talk about the new video boards and the new LED boards and sound system that are going in at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I talked about this previously that they were going to be installed... Obviously, installation will start shortly here in Provo, and I am looking forward to seeing this. What I can tell you guys about the new format is, yes, the video boards are significantly larger than the current ones. I've been told that they are in comparable size to that of Rio Tinto Stadium, where Real Salt Lake calls home in Salt Lake County, and about the same size as the one up at the University of Utah in their south end zone. Not quite as big overall screen size, but the graphics resolution 
resolution, the HD images are night and day better as you would expect with an improvement in technology. I'm telling you folks, everything I've heard about these new LED boards, LES, are that they are going to be top of the line. BYU has done things the right way. Very cool to see uh, Newskin step forward and fund the entirety of the project. They're going to obviously have the naming rights on those new LED boards, the ribbon boards. They're going to be the same size as the ones on the eastern side of the stadium. Uh, What, the eight feet high rather than the four feet high ones that have been there previously? It's going to be a brand new format, and it's become a big thing now to see these facility improvements for college football programs because, let's be honest, it's really tough at times to say, you know what, I want to drive to Lavelle Edwards Stadium for an 8.30 p.m. kickoff, watch it potentially in late November when it's cold out there, potential snow or rain, and then get in the car and drive home, not get home until, what, 12.30, 1 a.m. in the morning, all that stuff, when you can just turn on your HD TV, have essentially the best seat in the house with all the different camera angles that are out there and enjoy the game that way. I I get it. There are people who are absolute fans of being at games in person. I am one of them. I am privileged enough to cover a lot of games as a credentialed media member. Gives me access to press box, sidelines, that type of stuff. I, but even then, before I got into the media, I absolutely love going to the stadium, going to the arena and covering games in person. I understand that I'm becoming more of the minority. Younger generations below me apparently really only want highlights or have short attention spans, not necessarily keen to sit through a a three-and-a-half, four-hour football game. So I get why you have to upgrade this, and I appreciate BYU putting this infrastructure in. They easily could say, you know what, we're good with what we got, but uh, obviously Newskin stepping up to the plate with some significant funds to fund this project. But I I just really like that BYU is not going to let the fan experience suffer at the expense and have them suffer by expense. By the way, if you if you don't have a good fan experience, what is the incentive for fans to show up? What's the incentive for them to buy season tickets? You need to make sure that they feel like they're getting the most bang for their buck. And uh, we all know that college sports has been disrupted with the COVID-19 pandemic. I thought it was very important that BYU put out there that none of the funds with the all-in campaign went into this. That was very smart of them, I think, to put out there. Very cool, very noble gesture by Newskin to invest in a time that Newskin easily could say, you know what? We just don't have the money for it right now. We're going to opt to go do something else with that. I just think the overall investment in this, the just kind of the commitment to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, improving the game day atmosphere, it's a net positive for BYU and the BYU football program by extension. Uh, one thing I can pass along to you guys is that the sound system, it is going to originate from a single source. And I think they mentioned this in the release from BYU that it will be a single source uh, of sound. So you're not going to have sound come from both the south and north end zones. Uh, I don't know how many people know this. Did you guys know that there is a statute or a city ordinance on the books in Provo City, the way I understand it, that prohibits uh, excessive noise from traveling north out of Little Edwards Stadium into the neighborhoods above it? That is why you saw BYU when they revamped the stadium, what was it, probably eight or nine years ago, they made the sound system blare from the north, and it covered the entire stadium. I thought it was just fine, but there was nothing coming from the south end. That will continue to be the case with LES, and it apparently has to do, at least do in part, to this city ordinance that prohibits or limits the amount of noise and the time that the noise has to stop all that stuff from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So, just kind of 
an interesting note there. If you guys didn't know that, well, now you know. And those of you who did, you can feel like you're pretty smart because it was something that I learned recently about that. But nonetheless, I think this is a great, great deal for BYU. You have one of your longtime sponsors, one of your big sponsors, New Skin, step up to the plate and say, you know what? We will fund this. We want to continue to invest in this program despite some of the financial difficulties we're all dealing with. I think this is a really, really cool gesture, and I'm excited to see how they look once we get out to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this fall. And cool to hear that uh, Tom Homo is anticipating, if not capacity crowds, near capacity crowds at the games this fall. I'm looking forward to it, folks. I have missed many of you at games. Going to games with the piped-in crowd noise was just eerie. It was so weird to watch BYU playing Division One football and literally have literally tens of fans, maybe hundreds at the very most, but it was, man, it was just weird, 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 and I cannot wait to see 60,000 plus of you out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the near future this coming fall and watch the Cougars do battle once again. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll switch gears, talk a little BYU basketball. Obviously, the topic du jour is what are they doing with the transfer portal? What are they doing with the three super seniors? Are they going to get Brandon Averett, Alex Barcel? Matt Harms, who of them is coming back? We'll examine all of that here in just a moment. Give you the latest I have learned this week about that situation involving Mike Saunders in the transfer portal. Plenty to touch on on that front. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.ag, folks. As you've heard us talk about, they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA ongoing, NHL in full swing, Major League Baseball in the early goings of their season. The best part about BetOnline, it's got everything you could ever want to bet on, including award shows, TV shows, even reality TV. If you really know what you're talking about when it comes to reality TV, well, you can bet on it. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You heard that right. F-R-E-E to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. And while you're there, when you make your first deposit, you can get a 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code Locked On. You heard that right. Free money from bet online take advantage of it now bet online they are your online sportsbook experts all right friends a reminder to get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the locked on podcast network follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or ever you guys get your podcasts All right, time to talk some BYU basketball. And as I mentioned, the topic that everybody's wondering about is what is the roster going to look like? Obviously, four guys entering the transfer portal. Two, it looks like current roster slots open scholarship-wise for BYU to work with. Well, could BYU be in the mix for multiple transfers? Guys returning, obviously, as super seniors, talking about the likes of Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, and Matt Harms. We've talked a lot about this recently here on the podcast. For those of you who have been listening faithfully every day, well, you're going to hear a little bit more about it, but those of you who have been a little bit out of the loop, we'll fill you in right now. The good news is it appears that BYU is pursuing all options with the three seniors who were leaving the program this year, Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, and Matt Harms. 
The reason why you would bring them back is because you have three guys, one of which was an all-WCC first-team honoree in Alex Barcelo. You have the WCC Defensive Player of the Year in Matt Harms. And let's just say it, uh, Brandon Averett, very, very solid player in multiple stints for BYU this season, really stepped up in some critical moments and could be an absolutely rotational player this year for BYU in 2021-2022. The reason why you bring them back is because they don't count against the scholarship limit. So why not bring an all-WCC performer, the defensive player of the year in the conference, why not bring them back for another year if you can do that? The indications I am hearing is that BYU is pretty... uh, high on the chances of both Alex Barcelo as well as Matt Harms returning. It's not a done deal by any stretch. I've talked about this where they're still going through the evaluation phase of what their professional options may be overseas. Both of them obviously are guys who are going to probably go over to Europe and play over there. Brandon Averett probably in a similar situation, but Averett's been the quiet one uh, based on everything that I have heard. I've just not heard much about him. and I've tried to dig on it. Other people may have more intel on that, but I've not heard much about him. But the good news is it appears that BYU is doing a good job selling both Alex Barcelo and Matt Harms on the appeal of coming back for another year in a BYU uniform. They would be absolutely guys that you would love to have back because you get them essentially for free. You have to pay a little more extra in scholarship money, but what does that matter? Pay the extra 10000 or whatever dollars it is and call it a day. Both of them can help you guys win games, speaking of the BYU basketball program. Now, they're also going to have, like I said, the two roster slots, it appears, scholarship-wise to work with. And I'm hearing more and more that BYU firmly believes that Mike Saunders, the four-star prospect from Wasatch Academy uh, by way of the University of Cincinnati, he is looking like, more and more like, he is going to pick BYU. He told Stock Risers, Jake Weingarten, who does a great job on Twitter tracking all of this, that he intends to make an announcement on April 15th next week, so you can stay tuned for that. But I would be surprised at this juncture, and there's still a week to go, obviously. Other programs get in the mix. But I would be stunned at this juncture as of Friday, April 9th, that Mike Saunders does not pick BYU. That's how bullish I am on BYU's potential of picking him up. Could that ultimately be fool's gold? Absolutely. But what I am hearing is good news on the BYU basketball front. And if you could get the likes of Alex Barcelo back, Matt Harms back, you bring in a Mike Saunders... You absolutely have reloaded this roster, and you're off and rolling. I really think you can make another run at the NCAA tournament. You're going to try and chase down West Coast Conference, a Goliath, Gonzaga always, and maybe this isn't the squad to do that. But as you continue to build momentum, that's kind of the goal. Is It's not necessarily a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a longer race where you have to be patient. you got to continue to consistently win and make sure that you're taking care of business that you can control. That includes winning games. And doing the things you guys need to do. And so long as you take care of business on your end, well, eventually you hope that the success comes. Gonzaga did not become the Leviathan that they are overnight. We all can chronicle it. 20 plus years under Mark Few, just steadily building and building and building. And now they're going to add the number one prospect in the entire recruiting class this next year, Chet Holmgren. 
Holy smokes. So I think that they are kind of a blueprint for what BYU should aspire to do. Can BYU do what Gonzaga did? Who knows? Only time will tell. You'd have to have a guy like Mark Pope probably eschew multiple other opportunities to stay at BYU. And I I don't know that necessarily he's going to be a lifer for the Cougars, but Mark Few has done that for Gonzaga. And that consistency, him sticking around, him believing that he is in a good spot, he can do everything he wants to do as a coach, making two national title games at this point. The only thing that Mark Few has not done quite yet is win a national title and I think that's just only a matter of time it's not it's not it's not if it's when Gonzaga wins a national title and that's what BYU should aspire to be you should aspire to kind of have what Gonzaga is doing right now like I said it took Gonzaga a long time over two decades to build to this point but I believe that BYU if they can be patient if they can get Mark Pope to really buy in and make sure that he is happy where he's at take care of him financially and that may be an oxymoron because BYU just doesn't want to pay market rate. Gonzaga does. Mark Few is making, what, north of $2 million, I think, at this point? And he should because he's absolutely one of the top five coaches in college hoops. BYU needs to make sure that Mark Pope is locked in for as long as they can keep him in Provo and make sure that he understands that he is valued, he's loved, and that he has the backing of the university. I think he understands the mission and the core message of what BYU is trying to do as a university and in their athletic department, but he also wants to win at the highest level, and he believes he can do that at BYU, at least in the interim, and I hope that he continues to believe in that. BYU needs to put up or shut up and let him feel like, hey, I can do this this. If he, if he feels like that, there's no reason for him to leave a great situation in Provo. He is beloved here with the Cougars, and there's no reason to go into another pressure cooker environment where you could find yourself on the outs just two or three years down the line. Go where you're valued, plain and simple. Can you get more money elsewhere? Probably, but is it the best situation for you? Let's just say Kentucky calls. Obviously, it's the alma mater for Mark Pope. Well, I'd be hard-pressed to expect him to leave, not leave BYU and go take the riches that the UK basketball program could offer him because we all know John Calipari is making a pretty penny on the backs of what's going on with Big Blue Nation. So why couldn't Mark Pope make some extra cheddar going to UK? That might be the kind of the exception to the story, one of those quote-unquote blue blood programs. But for now, I think Mark Pope is more than happy where he's at in Provo. He's got a good staff. He's got top-of-the-line facilities. He's got a good team working around him and playing for him. I think this is a good situation, and if you can get guys like Alex Barcelo, like Matt Harms, you can get a transfer like Mike Saunders to come in, and if they continue to have starring roles and show what they can do, well, that's only going to engender more confidence in guys to look at BYU and say, man, this is actually something I'm, I'm interested in doing. Could I come play for you guys? That's what you got to do. Gonzaga gets mentioned with every big transfer prospect because they take transfers and they make them better. BYU needs to prove they can do that. I think they're in the infancy stage of doing that. Alex Barcelo is the poster child, the guy who was just kind of cast aside at the University of Arizona, has become an all-league performer at BYU. Matt Harms has had his moments in a BYU uniform. Brandon Averett had his moments as well. I just think overall, this is a good situation for the BYU basketball program. I'm hoping good news continues to kind of flow out over the next week or so as we hear about Mike Saunders with regards to his announcement next week. And you hope that guys like Alex Barcelo and Matt Harms 
terms, make their intentions known in the relatively near future as well. So you can really continue to build this roster. And the nice part is Mark Pope still at least has one roster slot. It looks like scholarship wise to work with, whether he uses that in a, a Juco transfer or a guy coming in from the transfer portal. There are a lot of options on the table. And as I've said previously, and I'll continue to say this, Trust in Mark Pope. He knows what he's doing. He's building a good thing at BYU. He's two years in. He's two for two on the NCAA tournament. Trust him. He knows what he's doing. He's got a plan, and he's executing it flawlessly to this point. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will catch up on everything else you guys need to know going into the weekend in BYU sports. Plenty of programs in action, some of them in action yesterday. We'll run all of that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. We've talked a lot about this company, folks, but I want you guys to try it out and see if you believe for yourself that they are the best tasting protein bars on the market. I 110% endorse Built Bars. High fiber, high protein, low calorie, low sugar. They're the perfect snack for you guys wherever you're at on your health journey. They taste legitimately like a candy bar, covered in 100% chocolate. You will love them. I crave them every single day. I can't cannot recommend them enough. And that's what I love about it. Over 20 different flavors of Built Bar. So I guarantee you can find something. Whether you like nut flavors or non-nut flavors, they've got it for you guys. Lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, orange, raspberry, caramel brownie, just so many different great flavors. Give them a shot. Absolutely endorse them 100%. And I guarantee if you guys give them a shot, I believe that you will come to understand why they are the best protein bars anywhere. And by the way, you can save some money by going to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Guys, give them a shot, try Built Bars out, and I believe you guys will agree with me. They are the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, it is April, obviously, and the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 26th, tune into the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, folks, going into the weekend, obviously we do this on Fridays. Want to catch you guys up on everything you need to know as a BYU fan going into the weekend and where you can find your favorite BYU sports teams in action. Let's start with BYU baseball. Suffered a tough loss, 5-3 at home to Portland yesterday. They'll face off against the Pilots again today as well as tomorrow in a three-game series in West Coast Conference play. It's been a really up-and-down season for the BYU baseball program. Every time I seem to feel like they have broken out of something, you're going to go on a run here, they lose a game inexplicably. And last night was kind of one of those, losing to Portland. But you know what? They still got two games. They can win the series still, so hopefully they can bounce back from that. The men's and women's track and field teams are splitting their squads. Once again, the number one ranked men's team, as well as the number six ranked women's team, uh, they'll be headed either to Arizona and Tucson for the Jim Click invite, or the Utah State Aggie Invitational up in Logan. So best of luck to both the men's and women's track and field teams with that. BYU softball is on the road in Moraga in West Coast Conference action. They will face off against the Gales today at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. It will be streamed on the WC 
ACC Network. You can go to BYUCougars.com and get a link there. Men's volleyball ranked number two in the country has a back-to-back set against UCLA today and tomorrow. Or I should say tonight and tomorrow night as they wrap up the regular season against number six ranked UCLA. Those games will be on the Pac-12 Network streaming, I believe. So you can go to BYUCougars.com and get a link there as well. And then men's and women's tennis also in WCC action this weekend. Men's tennis on a nice run here. They are going to host San Diego at the indoor tennis courts, or I guess it would be outdoor tennis courts now. The weather's pretty good. So outdoor tennis courts, there'll be a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website. That'll be at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The women's team is in action in San Diego at the Skip and Cindy Hogan Tennis Center. That'll begin at noon Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific there in San Diego. Softball has that back-to-back set against St. Mary's. They'll face off tomorrow in a back-to-back set at both 1 and 3 p.m. Mountain Time if you want to catch them in action. And then an early look ahead to next week, the women's golf program. They're participating in the Lone Star Invitational. That begins Monday morning in Houston, Texas. Texas, excuse me, at the Golf Club of Houston. So best of luck to the women's golf program in action early next week. Oh, actually, excuse me, men's golf team also in action. They're headed to San Jose, California for the Western Intercollegiate. That'll be at Pasa Temple Golf Club. Uh, funny enough, my dad for years, we're, we're, we're golf buddies. We play a lot. I, I learned the game from him. We've been playing since I was a young child. He's actually carried a, a head cover for one of his woods all these years from Pasa Temple Golf Club. So it's kind of funny to see that. There will be actually be coverage of this on the Golf Channel by Discovery. You can watch the Western Intercollegiate take place. So men's and women's golf programs in action early next week on a Monday. Just kind of an early heads up for that as you'll probably listen to this podcast after they begin those tournaments. Nonetheless, it's getting you up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan going into another busy weekend of BYU sports. All right, folks, it is your time to shine or at least one of you, your time to shine here on the podcast. A follow Friday here on the show. I'm giving back to you guys. You guys have been leaving these ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Can't thank you guys enough for the support that you guys have given this show over the three years we've been doing it at this point. So I'm going to give a shout out to CJ Andy 33 today. Says Jake does a great job with his podcast. He's easy to listen to, has great insights, and I highly recommend it if you're a BYU sports fan. So thank you, CJ Andy. I think that's your Twitter handle, I'm hoping. So I'm going to see if I can search you out and follow you and give you a shout out on social media as well. But can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. If you haven't done so already, please leave us a five-star review. We love getting your guys' ratings. I love hearing from you guys what you like about the show, what you'd like to see improved. Take them all in stride, and I love hearing your guys' feedback. Feel free to email the show anytime as well. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address, and can't thank you guys enough once again for supporting this venture. Hope you guys have a great weekend whenever you hear this. Hope you enjoy the other BYU sports in action this weekend, and of course, we'll be back next week looking at everything going on in BYU sports then. Also need to get to something I planned on starting this week, but we'll start off the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. We'll get to that next week as well, so stay tuned for all of that and have a great weekend. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 9th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.